0: This is Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia and we have Tim. And no Kendon this week. He's going to be pretty busy for the next couple of episodes, but um, he's still checking in and sending input for this conversation from <laughs> from his, his own special place, but we will miss him. This week's episode is Pretty in Pink. Friends, we know that it's been a long time since we recorded. So we recorded our last episode at the very beginning of May, and now we are towards the end of May. The idea was that Pretty in Pink would coincide with proms, and hopefully you all um, enjoyed prom season. If you've got teenagers (laughs) in your lives, (laughs) at the very least, hopefully you all survived it.
1: Are they doing proms this year?
0: I saw some prom stuff. Wow. Yeah, some there are some proms. We were over at um, Gasworks. A couple weekends ago and at first we thought it was a wedding but then we saw (laughs) then we saw the girls in their dresses and it was definitely prom and the big (laughs) yep
1: bouquets and flowers and crochets and all that yeah
0: it was more like the mermaid dresses and the sequins and the colors and the and the and them walking in their heels
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like first time huh (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: I remember those days so yeah I don't know what the Dances themselves were like, but I did get to see some picture taking pre-funk. Yeah. So hopefully everybody survived prom this year. We're gonna talk about Pretty in Pink in a little bit. I'll put the timestamp in the show notes. But first, Tim, what's Mm -hmm. the 411?
1: Little bit of news today. Um, Henry Cavill is rumored to be talks for a reboot of Highlander.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you feel about that?
0: I think it's brilliant. I think. I think it's brilliant. I'm so excited. This is perfect for eighties. This is good news for the cast. We did Highlander and Highlander too, I think. Yeah. I'm excited. I think he's gonna be wonderful.
1: You make a great McLeod.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mix between Superman and The Witcher anyway. Like it's just like put those two together. It's perfect. He's already done it.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Who, what, who,
0: what are your thoughts on it?
1: I think I think he's a good fit. I, I, you know, when I saw him in Man and Uncle. Obviously in Man of Steel and Justice League and Batman versus Superman. Um even in The Witcher, I felt like he's a guy who needs like a film series. Yes. Just be in and be a character. Even when he was in Mission Impossible Fallout. I was like, this guy needs to be in something. He's charismatic. He can do all the physical stuff. He's funny. He's got good comedic timing. Like, why not put him in a film series? Let him do three of these movies. I like it. Him the villain in the Fast and Furious movie. Like, I love that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and Yeah, just kind of been waiting for which one it's going to be. And maybe Superman, but I don't know. Those were, it was <sighs> so disjointed. It was never really clear that he was, <laughs> it was his Superman. And then uh, with The Witcher, that was, that is fun, but yeah, I don't they, know when much is coming.
1: Yeah, they, they just finished the season, season two. So it's coming, but.
0: This yeah. is going to be great. I'm excited. Any other four one one friends? In case you missed the eighties, four one one started in the early eighties as slang. <laughs> I did. So we always had four one. Well, always four one on the phone calls, right? You push four one one, and you can get to information. It but apparently, so I know. Well, I remember it from. Um,
1: does, it, does it still exist?
0: I have no idea. I don't know where there's a phone to call four one one from. I mean, I guess you could call from our it's cell something. phones. But right. yeah, maybe. We should try it. I used to call um that and um one eight hundred A B C D E F G because that was the hooked on phonics so works for me. I just oh, like wow. I, I liked from payphones to be able to call and talk to a person, <laughs> like that was really exciting to me.
1: <laughs> to pick up a very germ filled payphone, put it to your face, and talk to it.
0: Yep, I'm yep, and have that. somebody on the other side and be like, "Never mind, thank you." We did
1: that regularly, and it seems like a health hazard.
0: It really does. So yeah, in the 80s, we started actually using it as slang for information. So that's our new our new news segment is what's the 411? Any other 411 from you?
1: Um, there's a movie coming out called No Sudden Move. It is a new movie directed by Steven Soderbergh. It's about a heist. It comes on Netflix July 1st, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I knew nothing about this film. I knew nothing about. I hadn't, hadn't heard about it, um, but I mean, that's
0: soon. That's two months away.
1: So I want to read you the cast. One month away. The cast is Matt Damon, Britton Frazier, John Hamm, David Harbour, who we all know from. Um, what am I spacing on it? I'm Spacing on the the Netflix movie, the, the Netflix show. What is it? What's the show? Called?
0: I don't, I don't know this person's name. Stranger Things.
1: He's the sheriff of Stranger Things.
0: Oh, I love him.
1: Noah okay. Jupe, yeah. who I'll get to later. Briso D'Otoro, Kieran Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother, Don Cheeto, Ray Liotta, Julia Fox, and Bill Duke.
0: That is a packed cast. How did they keep this secret?
1: I don't know. It's about a heist that goes wrong, and I am very excited for it. No trailer, no nothing. Just a quick teaser. It looks very 70s-ish, but I don't know when the movie actually takes place. But it looks... It looks all right. I'm excited.
0: What's the name of it again?
1: No Sudden Move.
0: No Sudden Move.
1: No Sudden Move. move.
0: And where is it uh, dropping?
1: It's going to be on HBO Max.
0: Of course it is.
1: July 1st. Very excited.
0: I'm excited. Heist movie? Good. Uh, Yeah.
1: Sign me up for a heist movie. I'm in.
0: Good for a summer. uh, And that cast. Oh, my goodness. Brendan Fraser. I don't know the last thing I saw him in.
1: He was on um, the show called Condor.
0: No relation to Condor, man. I'm assuming.
1: No, it's based on this book called Three Nights at the Condor. Uh, it was a show that was on AT and for a while. It was a good show. Uh, he was okay. in it the last time I saw him anything. He was in it. He was good in it too.
0: Um, all right. Any other four one one? That's it. Okay. Well, then tell me what you've been up to. It's been a while.
1: I've been, movies are, movie screens are back. So I went to the movies the other, other week. I went and saw A Quiet Place 2.
0: Wait, in the real life theater? Theater. How did you feel? Yeah.
1: It was safe. I mean, they have their own, I mean, studios have their own whatever they want to do, right? The theater itself has its own protocols. The theater, the studio is like, would I do like, um, like this check-in before saying we didn't have any symptoms, have to wear a mask at all times while we're in there, um, Everyone's all spaced out, felt safe.
0: Did you eat popcorn?
1: I didn't, next time for sure.
0: I uh, mean, if somebody coughs, that popcorn's just in the air.
1: I know. Uh, some
0: COVID with your butter.
1: We're all really spaced out in there. So I, I did that.
0: And how was it? So A Quiet Place, my understanding from people talking about the first one yeah. is that it was a, quite the experience in the theater because everybody's like, feels like they gotta be quiet. Was that similar in, for the second one? Yes. Nice. First nice. Thing,
1: yeah. it, it was good to be back. It was good to see all my friends again and it was good.
0: I'm glad. Anything but, else?
1: I watched Army of the Dead. What did you think? Zack Snyder's zombie film. First of all, it's two and a half hours long. And it's reminded me of the problem with Zack Snyder film. Like he needs a self edit button or something. There's no reason for a zombie film to be that long. No. And for there to be no character development. Like, there's really none.
0: Is it the action? Is that what's going on?
1: A lot of action, a lot of just random, like, slow-mo stuff. Um, He does the thing that I love, though. Like, so in the opening credits, you kind of, it kind of tells a short story, like, how we got to this point. Like, he's really good at that. He did it with Watchmen. Like, he's good at that. He's just... When it comes to the content, man, I like, do just this should be 90 minutes, maybe a little more. That's it. But it just it goes on too long. Like a beat too long. It's predictable, which is fine for a zombie film. But it's you know it's trying to set up a bigger world and all this other stuff. It's just like bro, just stop, stop. Just need someone to tap him on the shoulder and say, hey, man. Maybe a bit too long. We don't need a snatter cut for everything.
0: Well, and it seems like somebody to tell him that, which I think he kind of has. He just says it's someone yeah. who he'll actually listen to, and then someone who can offer him edits. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not helpful to say this. This is too long. What you but, like? What's helpful is, hey, why don't you use? Why don't you do this to cut out? You know, fifteen minutes mm-hmm. here. And to make those suggestions in time before, <laughs> you have to go back and reshoot and do all that other stuff. Oh,
1: yeah, I was blown watching. I was like, man, this guy just... It's fine. If you like zombie movies, it's fine. A lot of people I know tapped out like an hour in because you realize like, oh, this is what it is and there's still an hour and a half left. You, you know where it's going. Like, it's not... There's no huge surprise coming. There's a couple really cool zombie deaths a couple fun scenes Tig Notaro's in it Tig is great Batista's always great kind of it like, you know it, it's dumb
0: What I was going to ask you so if folks stopped after an hour maybe this question is relevant would it work better to do that to like have an intermission and come back another day and finish it no okay. no
1: that's it what have you been up to
0: I am still working my way through Marvel. Um, I'm so close. I'm so close. I was. Are, especially- are you
1: enjoying Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the last season?
0: I am loving it. So yeah. I was going to say, you know, of all of the things that COVID or like the last year in like quarantine has brought me that I'm, you know, silver lining thankful for, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. might be at the top. Cause that has always been what I wanted to do. And I didn't start it until this and yeah, so I have about I think maybe two episodes left in the final season, and this final oh, season you're gonna cry is a trip. Oh my Lanta! Like it is fun, fun, fun. Um, and for our friends, uh, assuming you listen to us because you like our '80s nostalgia too, there's plenty of '80s nostalgia in the last season. Yes, there
1: is. Yeah, I forgot. To get
0: yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, whoa! This is this. This is a trip. This is this is this is back in Mrs.
1: Faith stuff in the eighties.
0: Uh, spoiler. I mean, are we allowed to say that? Yes. Yeah, okay. It's
1: yeah. it's, one, it's like two episodes.
0: Okay, friends. Yes, you're gonna have some time in the eighties. Um, Deke, what yeah. he's up to during that time is so funny. so funny. When I realized what was happening, I was just. I mean, I'm watching this by myself because Kendra yeah. has no interest. I was laughing so hard.
1: He is a good character.
0: He really is. So I am really enjoying it. I'm, I'm going to be sad. You're, you're right. I'm going to cry. I know yeah. I am. And uh, I'm not looking forward to it. And it's like slowly I'm reaching it. Like I've got, I think I've got two more. I think I'm on episode 11 and there's 13.
1: So. Are you watching on Netflix?
0: I'm watching it on Netflix. And so after that, I have season three of Runaways and then Endgame. And I've completed my mission, and then I'll I'll keep going um into like WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and those two. But I don't. I mean, I don't think I'll rewatch WandaVision because I just saw it. But I haven't. We didn't finish Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I still have that. But yeah.
1: And by then it'll be Loki time.
0: It will. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do next. This has been a project. I didn't realize when I started what a project this was going
1: to be. Yeah. So a lot of content.
0: It is. And it's like bonkers. Yeah. It's like, especially Agents of Shield, just taking that one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's happening in season seven? I keep remembering things from season one and two, and being like, "Oh my god, that was so long ago!" But like, there has been so much that you is. Happened. They do a lot of
1: connecting that stuff in the last couple episodes.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I think this is a clever um, plot for the final
1: season. Yes. Yes. And it, it's one of the shows that. I thought ended well, like the series ended well.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. <clears throat> so, you know, last episode, we recognized uh, Pacific Islander Month. Yeah. So that's the other thing I've been doing is some of the schools, uh, local schools up here, community colleges and University of Washington did a Pacifica Heritage Month kind of celebration over mm-hmm. many, many weeks. And it was so fun. So there were various workshops where you could go in and you're just, it's Zoom, mix of different people. A lot of them were based on high schoolers and middle schoolers, but there were still a lot of adults who were participating too. One was uh, writing poems based on like your ancestors. Um, Another was on wayfinding and it was staged at the Burke Museum because they have an exhibit there of like our, our old canoes. And Talked about that and what kind of food they would take on there, and and the different canoes, and just for the different islands. Like, here's what Samoan would look like. Here's what one from Fiji would look like. Here's one in Palau. And so that was really cool. And it, uh, I, I don't know if we have any left, but the one I did most recently was on Friday during the lunch hour. It was just Kani Kapila, which is, huh. it's Hawaiian and it means like you just sing. Like so you just get you just sing. Songs, So like people just shout out like what they want to hear. You play the uke, you play different instruments and you just kind of sit around and all sing together. Wow. Um, and so that's what we did. So it was just on Zoom and it was during the lunch hour. And it was just songs that we all know. And we had folks on the uke playing. And wow. Yeah, it was really, really, really fun. So awesome. I think it's probably my favorite Pacific Islander month so far. And I think it's usually because... You know it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and so most of the events and the recognition usually is Asian based. And even like I went to Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, Asian and American Pacific Islander films. Let's see what happens." And I go, and it, they have like one. Um, I think it's Finding Ohana, and everything else is Asian. Like there's only like one that's um, Polynesian, but like Pacific Islander. So I think this is why I had so much fun was that this was one that was dedicated to Pacific Islander heritage. And that was exciting to me. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed it and appreciated those who put it on and hopefully we'll keep doing things like this because it actually made me feel more tied into my community here. Um, Cause I mean, most, most folks were in the Seattle area and then some people were calling in from Hawaii, but or zooming in from Hawaii. But mostly it was like youth here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in. Let's yeah. let's do this.
1: What is <laughs> inspire stuff. the youth? That's good.
0: Exactly. I've also signed Kendon up for a lot of stuff because they're, <laughs>
2: they're
0: they're wanting to work on STEM. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not STEM, but Kendon is. So
1: yeah.
0: hey, hey, babe, do you want to go teach at this academy over the summer?
1: Just volunteering in for things. That's all right.
0: I, mean, I, I am, shamelessly. Okay, so that's that's what I've been doing. Are you ready to travel back to the 80s? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I have trivia. In what 1985 movie do Gary and Wyatt feed pictures of Beethoven, Einstein, and Houdini into a computer to create their dream girl?
1: We're science.
0: Yeah. On Too Close for Comfort, Ted Knight played a cartoonist who drew a comic strip called what? Cosmic Cow, Pirate Parrot, or Deputy Dog? Deputy Dog. It is Cosmic Cow. Who's wrong? In his biggest hit of 1986, what, quote, zone does Kenny Loggins sing about taking a highway into?
1: The Danger Zone.
2: Yeah!
0: What year did the Weather Channel launch on cable TV? 1982, 1986, or 1989? 86. 82, whether Cheltenham was older than me and Kendon. Wow. Yeah. But not everyone had cable TV back then. Yeah, but have thought, yeah. <laughs> okay. What Keebler cookie consisted of a shortbread or sugar cookie filled with soft, gooey, hidden chocolate fudge inside?
1: I've never, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I didn't know this. It's Magic Middles.
1: No, I had no idea. Huh. I didn't know those cookies had different names, to be honest with you. I I didn't either. No idea.
0: (laughs) I didn't know they had more than one type of cookie.
1: Yeah, I thought it was just like the fudge cookie and that was it.
0: Yeah, maybe none of them lasted. That's the only one that's left. It did not survive the
1: 80s. Those commercials were big in the 80s though.
0: Were they the similar ones like the cartoon elves Mm -hmm. with their tree? No. I haven't really thought about all of the commercials that work on me, but those commercials always work on me. I don't know of a time where I've watched a Keebler Elves commercial and not wanted a cookie.
1: You know what works on me? is like I follow a bunch of food Instagrams. Yes, you do. That works on me. Yeah. <laughs> when someone was making like a this chicken Parmesan sandwich, and I was like, I want one of those. So I'm like on Uber Eats trying to find one.
0: I love it. That's the thing is like with Uber Eats, DoorDash, any of the deliveries, mm-hmm. I have a hard time finding new things.
2: I know. But
0: <laughs> I'm like, who has this? Like I'm craving a sandwich who has this kind yeah. of sandwich that I want? And then I have exactly. to like go look around and I'm like, I don't know.
1: And I'm like, man, is it too far? Oh, it's out in not and it's gonna be this long. It's not gonna be the same. So I just was like, nah. I get mo- Even most of the stuff I get from Uber Eats is, is local. Close enough.
0: Close enough, but that's the problem. Like I think the sandwich- Yeah, the closest sandwich to what I wanted probably was like maybe the Jersey Mike's in South Center, but they're like, nope, too far. I'm like, but it's not that far.
1: I got a shrimp po' boy from Bongo's. Mm. This was too long. I just didn't hit the same.
0: Oh, the worst. I don't know if you do this, but sometimes what I order has French fries. And by uh, the time it gets to me, they're not good anymore. I'm like, why do you guys got to put a lid on it? Just leave yeah.
1: them out. I eat French fries. They're all steamy and soggy. And.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's good incentive to order salad instead, but.
1: These are first world problems, by the way.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like I had to get a new <laughs> Apple
1: TV. So I got the new one. I was like complaining about like having to put in all my subscriptions for all of my apps. I was like, this is a, this is a first world problem. Like, oh, what? what's my HBO login?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, in fact, Kendon and I often, like we'll restart our fire stick or whatever. And we have to go back into all our subscriptions. Yes. And we, we don't fight about it, but we definitely try to make the other one do it. So it's yeah. always a, like, I'm busy, you put it in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's the thing, like I, I know I needed a new one, right? And shout out to the people over at the U- University Village Apple store. First of all, I hadn't been to U-, U Village in a minute and it looked completely different.
0: It is, isn't it?
1: Anyway, so I go up, I don't have an appointment. This is all COVID stuff, right? So the guy's like, I'm like hey, I said, hey, I'm looking here, you know, Apple TV. He was like, you have an appointment to shop? I was like, no, he was like, all right, here's the deal. Like, all right, I'm going to let you in and browse around. And if you just ask somebody a question, they're going to ask you if you want to buy it and just say yes, if you're going to buy it. I said, cool. So I went in there, wandered around. So Bianca helped me. And I was like, I asked her a question. It was a legitimate question. She was like, do you want to buy this? I was like, yeah. She was like, do you have an appointment? I said, no. She was like, not a big deal. Rung me out. I had a thing to do when I left. I said, hey, man, thank you. That was, he was like, no, I work. You got it? I was like, yeah, I got it. Well, yeah, it's weird. That weird COVID, I didn't know. It was like all these COVID rules. I had no idea.
0: Well, it's COVID rules, but also the last time I needed to do something at Apple, I had to have an appointment. Yeah. And I was there and I'm like, but I'm here. And they're like, no. And then they were full for the rest of the day. And they're like, yeah. okay, you can come back tomorrow. And I'm like, what? And then I asked, when are you least like less busy? And they said in the mornings, like, come on, we're open. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pre-COVID even.
1: Yeah. There's part of it that works, I think, but it was nice. It was I don't know if you've ever used one. It's super easy to set up. <clears throat> but like I'm showing Celia right now the remote. Mm-hmm. The remote. You can see it. I can it's see it. The remote. It's nicer. So if you have an Apple TV and you don't need a new one, you can go buy the remote and the remote is just 60 It's a bigger remote in your hand. It's easier to navigate with this new remote.
0: Did you just say $60 for a remote?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sixty dollars.
0: Can you also use your phone?
1: Uh, I've never tried it. Oh, everything is linked. It's like the setup is like hold your phone close to the Apple TV device, and it's sets up. It's great. It's yeah. Apple's gonna turn on us one day. Anyway,
0: but for now, we love it.
1: For now we love it. We love we love how everything is synchronized. It's great.
0: Yeah, friends. I uh, you probably. Are noticing Kendon's absence right now? Yeah, no <laughs> you got two Apple fiends over here. All
1: right, just you know, discussing our products.
0: Yep, like no way, no way we'd get away oh, with this man, ordinarily.
1: No. no way.
0: Speaking of no way, we would get away with this. Pretty in Pink is our movie for the week. Are you ready to talk about it?
1: I'm ready to talk about this.
0: Does he have strong lips? How can you tell?
1: Do you feel it in your knees? I felt it everywhere.
0: Blame Oh, that's a major appliance. That's
1: not a name. He's a... Richie. The girl was, is, will always be nada. All right. So
0: 1986, Pretty in Pink. Will you tell us who made this movie?
1: Directed by Howard Dutch. Do you know what else he directed?
0: The name was familiar, but I couldn't, I couldn't recall.
1: The Great Outdoors. Some kind of wonderful. and uh, The Replacements. We haven't done that.
0: Anything else? Hmm.
1: Uh, written by John Hughes, we all know.
0: But this is our only our second John Hughes movie. I is think it? on the podcast, I think so.
1: Breakfast Club. Yeah, we haven't done Ferris or Uncle Buck or. Nah. Um <clears throat> so stars Molly Ringwald as Andy, John As Ducky, Harry Dean Stanton is Jack, Andy Potts is Ayana, James Spader. <laughs> looks the same as Steph and Andrew McCarthy, who apparently women loved. I did not know that was a thing.
0: Because he's also in Mannequin, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. In, um, and Andrew Dash Clay shows up as the bouncer.
0: Oh, did not recognize that. Now, Harry Dean Santon, that was really fun. I don't know. I don't know why, but he's also, so we we have not done Alien, right? Because that's not nineteen eighty, But we have done Christine. Christine. And we've done Escape from New York. So there's at least two of his that we've we've had before.
1: We haven't done Avengers because he shows up as the bodyguard.
0: We have not.
1: The security guard. You were a big fella, now you're a little fellow. <laughs> oh, good there's
0: here. also so it's a small role, but the English teacher is Margaret Collin. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because she's someone who I think at this point in her career, I wouldn't have known, but she's going to be in three men and a baby soon, which is one what we talked about doing soon. Yeah. And then she's also independence day, yeah. but my favorite, so two, two casting things, one John Cryer. So I thought that he was Matthew Broderick so many times. I've never thought about them looking the same, but He's there were got the twi- same
1: kind of energy.
0: Yes crazy but i was like but it's not him and that's as far as i went carmé clocked he's two and a half men yes so we know him very well and and there's that and then the other thing is i (laughs) I knew james spader was in this movie i was waiting for him to show up guess how long i waited for james spader to show up in this movie
2: (laughs) an hour he's in it early
0: something like that i did not recognize him i did not realize who it was
1: He looks and sounds the same.
0: So the same. Just has a lot of hair.
1: Oh my God, look at Ultron.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, you're... Oh. Oh. (laughs) Well, that makes more sense. I mean, I think it might have been his party. Like the party at his house.
1: That's so far into the movie. I know. Wow. Wow. Do you want to tell people um, what this movie is about?
0: Sure. So this movie is about Andy, played by Molly Ringwald, who is not well off her family. Her mom just walked out on her and her dad and her dad's been super depressed. So he hasn't been working. So they don't have a lot of cash or resources, but she's very fashionable. So she puts together just different items that she finds and, and enjoys it and has a group of friends who also don't have a whole lot of money, but somehow she's in a fairly rich school. And I didn't hear them say she was on like a scholarship and it's a private school, but It sounds like something like that. Yeah, that she's lucky to be there because her family really couldn't afford it otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that all leads into this movie is basically about teenagers and class differences and her and her friends not being part of the, not being, not belonging in their school because their school is full of rich kids. And so they're just lower class and they can't be together, but they also hate each other because of it. Um, And so basically this is a, a mixing of the worlds because Blaine played by Andrew McCarthy goes and buys a record one day. And for some reason is just head over heels um, over Andy from that interaction and just wants to date her. And um, so goes for it and no one on their sides seems to be excited about it. His friends aren't digging it. Her friends, well, it's just really only one friend. But it yeah, we don't see how the other friends handle it. But the one friend who's like in love with her freaks out and doesn't like it, and 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 is also like, I don't respect you anymore because you're dating a rich guy. Like, yeah,
1: because they treat us like shit at school. And,
0: mm-hmm. and she's like, when,
1: when, when he need my help again, like, he just was like out.
0: Yeah, and and she's like, well, maybe he's different, right? That's the idea. So he's not nah. fully because he gives into peer pressure because James Spader says if you. You can be with her, but you won't have any of your friends anymore. And so he just drops her. um, Just ghosts her. Ghosts her. Ghosts her. And then when she confronts him, says he forgot that he had already invited somebody else to prom.
1: A liar.
0: Liar. A liar. But Molly is resilient. I mean, Andy is resilient and decides she's not going to let them think that they broke her. So she goes to prom all by herself. And uh, and then it's all resolved. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blaine sees her, and it's like I'm so sorry. And her friend Ducky said, encourages her to go with him, and so she does. And oh, he he he, he professes his love for her. Blaine, yes. the rich kid, says, "I love you." And then she follows him out, and they make out in the parking lot, and that that's, is the end of the movie because it's a happy, happily ever after story.
1: Great shot at the end, though—that wide shot of them and the lights and the cars and out in the street. It's great. It's a great shot.
0: It is a great shot. It, it is. is. And I think with a little less um, jaded a view for me at this point in my life, like it would have been a great end. Like, oh, that's a good ending. But this time, I'm like, okay. So
1: you yeah. still so have. He has really shitty friends.
0: <laughs> he has really shitty friends. Well, I, there's all there's all kinds of things. So, but that's like a general, you know, plot storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> where I'm, I'm like, this is one of those. I feel like it's um, what's that game? Is it Pickup Sticks? Where you have to no, it's like the sticks are all um built up and you have to like pull one out carefully without like the whole thing crumbling yeah it's kind of like Jenga where I'm a little bit afraid to like pick at one of these pieces because like the whole conversation might go sideways but I kind of think we start with Andy as the main character
1: Okay.
0: so Tim what are your thoughts on
1: Andy I think Andy is in a tough place where she's trying to find herself obviously at that age. She's graduating. She wants to go to college. She's getting bullied at school. Her dad's obviously lying to her about things. He's still struggling with their mom leaving. And she thinks she found this pocket of happiness. She expects her best friend to be happy for her. And he's not, she has no idea that he loves her. Like she doesn't know. So he flips out.
0: Are you sure she doesn't know?
1: I don't think she knows. Not to the extent that he does. Or else she wouldn't have told him if she knew like he was gonna wild out. Cause she just, she's an open book with him about everything. Yeah. And then she she's she just in a place trying to find happiness. I felt for her. She's trying to find a pocket of anything. It's not school, it's not her friends, it's not home. It's not her job. She works at a record store. It's not great. She's got a friend there, but it's not it. So she thinks she found it. And she did. She did, eventually. She eventually gets there.
0: Okay, what about Blaine? What are your thoughts on Blaine?
1: Who's Blaine? Blaine was the... Um,
0: Andrew McCarthy, the love interest.
1: You know, have some balls, Blaine. Have some balls. Like, but it's, I understand why it's hard to have balls when you're 18, 17,
0: 18. I mean, you may look like you're 23, but you're not. You're Yo, in high the,
1: funniest, <laughs> the funniest shit was when it started, I was like, they're supposed to be in high school? <laughs> they all look grown. They look- Especially
0: James Spader. I'm like, you're, are so you was, go to
2: this school?
1: Yeah. So it would have been decades since I've seen this movie. So I had to check. I was like, are they supposed to be in high school? Because you're not—it's not really clear when you first meet these characters, like what school they're in, like what they are in high school, and they look grown. Um, But you know, he's having these parties, like even even when she doesn't want to go to this party, I liked that he was trying to get some alternative. He was like, "I don't want to take you home. Let's we can go anywhere." Like he was really trying his best, but then obviously he falls—you know—rich douchebag friend of his scares him out of doing something that he wanted to do. Um, But he comes around. But I like—I like him as a character, though. But one thing I remember is like. Women loved him. I didn't know that that was like a thing. I remember that now. He was like a heartthrob.
0: He was, because he's always like a smiley guy, fun. But what's funny is we just saw him in Weekend at Bernie's and we did not love him.
1: Yeah. In that. Handsome and attainable. He's got that look. Yeah. But not like Brad Pitt. You're like, I could never date that guy. Like, this is someone who's handsome. we are like, oh, I could probably throw him to him in a Barnes and Noble, like, woman feels
0: like she can make it happen okay i don't know i think um he has a in this movie and i think in mannequin 2 he has this very friendly open energy and his smile yeah and his smile is just very it draws you in but i just i remember being so repelled from him in weekend at bernie's that i'm i i'm for i kind of scarred by that a little bit well, it was more like an awakening because I do remember liking him as a kid and you know, watching this movie, watching mannequin and being like, Yeah, he's so cute and just recently being like, That guy's awful. So I'm glad to have watched this again and not think that so much for him. I do think that yeah, he um he doesn't do the right thing at first. And I also yeah. don't hate him because he's a kid and a lot of us did not the right thing at at the time we wish we could have. The thing for me is that I don't understand how this all started. I mean, they've been in the same, they're seniors. They've been in the same school. He's, I mean, they're both established to have been around for a while and they just randomly, like he walks into the record store and then all of a sudden is into her. And I'm not exactly sure what happened Yeah. uh, aside from just, like maybe physical attraction to her it I mean they kind of joke a little when he's checking out but not not I I don't know Tim did you hear something that was so compelling in that conversation that would be like she's special okay no
1: it it was just like oh I haven't it was like he saw her for the first time right which
0: Which
1: is is, I I would imagine all the rich people know who the poor kids are (laughs) and so this wouldn't be his first time seeing her
0: well, and before that scene, we see James Spader, his like looks like best friend, uh, hanging out, just like ogling on her, hanging out in her car. And he's apparently been hitting on her for four years and she's never, so it's not like, yeah. It...
1: She's a new girl in school.
0: Yeah, and these circles don't mix. So that was, I was confused by that. And then, so they have this date. I did get irritated with him for, she's like I don't want to go to this party and he convinces it's, her to now in fairness as a senior in high school not a lot of choices of fun things to do maybe you know,
1: you know what that reminded me of
0: hmm.
1: like every holiday season there are these stories like I brought I brought home my black boyfriend to my racist family I didn't know they were racist it's like your black boyfriend probably could have told you
2: yeah
0: did you ask did you did have you any ask him? well in- said,
1: yeah they're probably racist I don't want to go
0: but at least then, that's that's at least they're a boyfriend. This yeah. is your first date. Like, wouldn't yeah. she like to go somewhere to actually have a conversation mm-hmm. with this person who you apparently are so into? Like, yeah, like, why are you going to a party?
1: It's as if it's as if Blaine is unaware of the dynamics at the school to invite her to this super bougie party with all of his snobby, rude as hell, rich friends and like subject her to that kind of violence and be like, <laughs>
2: It'll
0: be okay. Don't worry.
1: Like, the, everyone's a complete asshole to her. Of course they are.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean.
1: That for since high school. Like, yeah.
0: Right. They are. They're jerks literally in school in front of teachers.
1: Yeah. Add some no,
0: alcohol to them. Guess what?
1: Yeah. They're going to be more quiet and just it's going to be so chill with, with her being there. No, they didn't like her. Mm hmm. Yes.
0: And she didn't like them. So I was just kind of like, uh, first date, wouldn't you go somewhere where you could have a conversation?
1: Not like like a house party. Yeah. Unless you're going to hook up, which he said he wasn't.
0: Which he said he wasn't. Also, he said he was keeping his hands in his pockets, but then he opened the door. And I was like, nope, your hands came out of your pockets, dude. You're a liar. (laughs) Liar. Um. So that was my biggest problem. Was just kind of like I don't. Oh, and then she's very upset this entire date, right? Yeah. So he's like, "Okay, fine, we can go to your place." And then her friends are well, Ducky is awful, and so then they leave. And so this is the end of the date. And I'm just kind of like, "What was so fun for him?" Because he was like, "It was. A, I had a great time. I was with yeah. you." And I'm having a wonder, I was like, "Huh?"
2: Was a time.
0: I don't understand. And then. I, I did laugh though when he's like, Do you want to come up to prom with me? And then she just like kisses. him. <laughs> and I'm just like, what does uh I don't feel like she was in the mood to kiss him and, like before that moment in time. Was it no. the fact that she now has a date to prom and she's excited about that? Like you know. Was that... it about him?
1: No, I don't about... think so. The big deal. The big deal.
0: It's... It is a big
1: deal. You're asked to prom by a guy you like who's one of the Richies. He's going to ask you, the prom. you get to prom. Mm-hmm. You get to have what's supposed to be this majestic night.
0: Yeah. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, we see them on one more date.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're in like a haystack making out. And they talk yeah. a little bit. I'm assuming there's more dates than that. There's got to be because he says he loves her at the end of this
1: movie. Itch. I was like, why are they on this haystack?
0: So Tim, my question for you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: are they in love?
1: No, obviously not. They're 18. No, no, they're obviously not in love with them. It's just funny to hear him say that. Because like, <clears throat> I think it's, it, it, saying you're in love with somebody, especially in the 80s in these movies, was something that sort of cemented how a person felt. It's supposed to be serious and have like this sort of stamp of approval on it. And it's supposed to be you know, cemented in time. And that's why they thought around. They're eighteen-year-old kids, at best. No, he's never even been to her house.
0: No, well, he did drop her off, but no. yeah, he hasn't met her dad. He's awesome, I guess. What's up with
1: her dad? Was he was he drinking? Like, what's up with him? He lied about having a job.
0: I'm just I'm not sure if he's an alcoholic or just straight up depressed mm-hmm. and just can't get the motivation to get his life together.
1: Yeah, I but, thought he was like gambling or like I was like it's got to be something because he's. He's been real shady about his job situation.
0: Well, and then remember that he gets her this dress and she asks how he got it. And he's like, money for my new job, which discloses that he didn't actually have the new job. But then where did he get the money to get this dress? (laughs) So that's where I was like, is it gambling? Is that it?
1: But I don't know.
0: I don't either. I wasn't sure. So, okay. So that's the two love interest main characters. The next major character we have is Ducky. Ducky. what is your take on ducky
1: ducky was going outside man like i feel him i've been there i get it you can't you can't do that like and, and it's funny because ducky's in two of my favorite scenes in the film which two when he comes to sing the oldest Redding song um which we all know from <laughs> has been remixed by kanye west for the oldest song uh <laughs> Uh, he he does a whole routine to it. He does in the middle of the record store. It's great, which is really fun, and I think it tells us a little, a little bit about his character. The second scene is when they're in the later on in the record store, and he shows up for the date. Well, he heard she got stood up, and he's like, "What? I'm here. What do you mean I'm here? Let's go out." Then he shows up, and he's just like, "Oh, he realizes that he's the other guy. Like she's not interested in him." she kind of lights up, He's wants to talk to her, he kind of goes off on, you know, when, when they leave you and he leaves you, I'm not gonna be here for you to cry on and blah, 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 blah. Like I love that scene because it's so emotional. He's kind of been not sharing his emotions the entire film. Like when he's pacing around in her room about how do I say this, how do I tell her? I like that he had a moment to finally say what he felt, even though it was kind of shitty, I like that he had that space to do it.
0: That's fair, that's fair. Um. I can't stand him. I was like, this is, this is officially the first duck. I didn't like (laughs) ducks are my favorite animal, but I cannot stand Ducky. So what you're saying makes sense to me. And if he hadn't started the movie as obnoxious as he is, maybe I could have gotten there. But my first feelings about him from the beginning are just like, this guy's gross. He's disgusting. He's, he's, yeah, it just, I, I, I didn't like, I didn't want to be around him. I didn't want any women to have to be around him. Like he, he was, I didn't like it. I did not like it. And like, I get that she never necessarily knew how much he loved her, but like, he was, he was coming on to her a lot. And she was saying no a lot. And he was not receptive, which I, was really irritated about. So by the time you get to the record store and he, you know, has that moment, I'm just so fed up with him by then. Right. He's calling her every three minutes, leaving voicemails.
1: Oh, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah. I just, and she's very, I mean, she's, she is his friend. She will study with him. She'll have real conversations with him, but when he, when he's pushing the more kind of relationship type moves, she's very clear that she is not interested yeah and he's just not seeing it and so then he's upset about it and by so I think if that if it hadn't been that way then I would have appreciated those scenes too but I was so turned off by him and irritated and um, so a lot of years ago one of the podcasts that Kendon listens to was doing this movie and they had a whole lot to say about Ducky and I don't remember what it was but I, I, I asked Kendon What if he remembered. And he was like, his vague memory is basically, he's kind of an icon for toxic masculinity. And I was like, yep, that's right. And then basically that, oh, first of all, I was like, what did they say? And he's like, well, a lot of people have a lot to say about Ducky. I was like, okay, tell me, tell me. But he was basically saying like, this is an example of someone who's portrayed as lovable in the 80s. So in the 80s, this is a lovable character, the way he's just trying and getting shot down and he keeps trying um but for like but who now were like no this is
1: problematic yeah, like there's something wrong for the women not liking him
0: mm-hmm.
1: no it's not she doesn't like you
0: she doesn't like you and she's and she has been very she told you not to come Literally. pick her up on friday she said yeah. don't come here on friday and you showed up anyway mm-hmm
2: <laughs> so like a, like
1: a little baby incel. Like dude, relax.
0: Exactly. Well, and then he kisses the boss to make her jealous and there's no there's no repercussions for that. Mm-hmm. Uh that really made me mad. Then he and shows then, up at
1: the end and gets to be like facilitating the hero role. Like what are you doing?
0: Well, and there's no basis for that. It's not like he has some brilliant conversation with someone. I mean, I guess he attacks James Spader from the back. He did went up on him. <laughs> Yeah. But like he shows like, yeah. And he's like her knight for being there. Like,
1: There's no moment of growth for him.
0: Right. And also a moment of growth for her. I mean, I, I, I felt relieved for her that a friend was there and that she didn't have to go in alone. But I was also really proud of her for showing up alone and being like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. And so he kind of ruined her moment <laughs> to like do it. But I mean, whatever. The one thing is apparently in the original version of this, she ends up with him. Ducky? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No. Originally, her and Ducky end up together. So I'm assuming that's like that prom, like he he's there for her and then they go into the prom and must be happily ever after. Um, I think that him encouraging her to go with Blaine is a much stronger character development for Ducky. <laughs> Even though I'm not sure she should go to Blaine because I don't think Blaine really loves her. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like a man like whining and complaining to a girl who's not really into it until she finally caves in and says, okay, fine. Like, that's not, I don't want that. Right? <clears throat> I don't want that.
0: Yeah. hmm So that's Ducky. Anything else to say about Ducky?
1: John Cryer did a great job. Yes. Yes,
0: project. absolutely. Kudos there. Um, do we want to talk about James Spader?
1: really quickly I think he's good at being like an a-hole
0: yes he is Mm -hmm. yes he is which is so funny because here he's just an a-hole but I know him as a lovable a-hole which is what Ducky is (laughs) so yeah it's a little interesting so I did not love this movie
1: okay tell me more
0: um, it felt oh,
1: Quickly, quick. at one point did, did you love it at some point
0: yeah as a kid watching it I'm like ooh prom ooh the boy she likes likes her or like this really attractive <laughs> wonderful rich guy likes her I feel like that was just like being fed like this is that what you should want good line and absolutely <laughs> I was this target audience um, 10 years 20 years later however old the movie was when You're I was like
1: wait it. a minute
0: yeah so, I mean, I, I totally fell for it. And now I'm watching it and I'm just like, you'll always feel like you're missing something if you don't go to your prom. And I, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore, I guess. And Thank I'm glad God. I wasn't in high school in the 80s.
1: Thank God. It reminds me of watching Weird Science and being like, man, this bar scene is racist. And I was like, I'm not, not that I'm an adult. i go to that jazz club. Yeah. Like, Did I remember being racist when I was a kid? I, I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird to watch these movies now with these eyes and be like uh,
0: mm-hmm. speaking of race, so uh at the dance it was like zooming out and I'm like, Oh, black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. I don't know if there were any other black people in the rest of the movie that have, have a basketball team There
1: Yeah,
0: so oh, that man. too. It's like one of those like I get it, like class differences, rich, poor, yeah. we're all the same, but <laughs> <laughs> but not could all of us are included in this.
1: Could they make this movie now?
0: Yeah. So I do well, kind of. So okay. that kind of goes into influences a little bit. Okay. I was seeing she's all that, like from mm. the beginning. Aside from right Blaine, like genuinely being into her versus Freddie Prince Jr.'s character doing a bet. It's a very similar. It's it's so similar. Literally the. The mom is gone and she takes care of her dad. And she's Mm -hmm. all that she's got a little brother too, but she takes care of him. She she makes breakfast and they literally have a similar conversation where it's like, Since when are you the one having to take care of the adult or something? Like it's it's the same setup. Yeah. You got this girl who's like artsy and different and doesn't get along with the popular girls. He takes her to yeah. Yep. Takes her to a party with his friends, and yeah. one of the girls is mean to her. Yeah. Like it's 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 very um,
1: same setup.
0: Same setup. Coming from different classes, coming from different, and then they come together in the end. Now that's the odds, right? So that's still a twenty-year-old movie. Because um, the other ones I was thinking about were like Mean Girls. The way because the girls in this are mean.
1: They're really it's mean.
0: Like bullying her. Yeah.
1: First of all, they're grown women. <laughs> but they're
0: mean. They are mean. I and then look
1: like teenagers. These, they look like grown people. Now.
0: They really did. And then Never Been Kissed was another one where it's like mm-hmm. high school. But those are all movies that are 20 years old. So can it be made now? Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking about like To All the Boys I Loved Before where a similar, we're different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go to this date with to a party with your friends and try these things. But the way that it's different is like people are better now. So the friends aren't assholes. There's always like one or two who might be jerks, but in overall, turns out they're really nice and they're willing to talk to you and be your friends. Be your
2: friend. And then on the
0: other side, turns out they're you know you're accepting. So it's like they make it, but they don't make it so hostile in terms of these two worlds yeah. can't mix. It's they more of,
1: it's more sort of your inner insecurities that the characters are dealing with, less sort of exterior racism or classism or sexism it's more you know exactly
0: (laughs) that's it that's exactly it so I don't know if they could make this again in that way and like making everybody hostile and (laughs) but
1: it will will make for a good series like a one season six episodes you can sort of flush out some of these characters that I had between her and her dad relationship with ducky you learn more about these other rich kids like it would be a fun like high school series to do
0: i could see it i'd watch it they'd have to tune down ducky yeah <laughs> and they would have to i i mean yeah the 80s Whew.
1: yeah away with a lot
0: it got away with a lot it's just yeah it's kind of funny because i watch this and I'm just like uh it's funny that we do an 80s nostalgia podcast when i Turns out I don't really like the
1: 80s. It's cringy. It's a little cringy. It's but it's, cringy. it's sort of talk through these things as an adult.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good thing. So those are the influences that I could come up with. Were there any influences that you came up with?
1: No, oh, I think you hit them. I hadn't considered that. But no, yeah, you're right. I think you hit multiple. of them.
0: Okay. So favorite things. You talked about your two favorite scenes. Was there anything else that's like a favorite thing for you in this movie?
1: Jim Spader. I think he's just a really good jerk. Like, well-casted, no wasted moments with him. He comes in, I think he he nails it every time, Um, every time he's on screen. I think that's all you could ask for for a character like that, just to be an unrelenting jerk to the very end. He doesn't have a moment where he recovers. He just a dick. And it's fine. That's who he is.
0: Although, it was funny because at the party, he... I didn't think he was as mean as I would have expected him to have he been. He was
2: drunk at the party. He was
0: drunk, and he was mean to the girl, kind of, where he was just like, "Shut up." But Blaine was more mean yeah. to her, he's mean, so she deserved it. But I, like when they leave, and they he's like, "My friends are jerks," or whatever. I was like, I didn't, I didn't think he was being that mean to her, no. <laughs> as so, mean as I thought energy, it was going to go. The
1: energy in that room was probably real off when that happened. That's like, all right, whole vibe.
0: True, very true. Gosh. Yeah, that was just a bad call. And that was the thing why I was like, can I like Blaine when he didn't listen to her and took her to this party anyway? Right. That's where I'm just like, mm, you're not really listening. But okay. My favorite thing is probably Iona. So mm-hmm. not only is that the name of my little sister, so I love her anyway, because I'm like, oh, Iona. But so Iona is Andy's boss at the record store. And I just think she's great. She's very funny, (laughs) very 80s, 80s. Um, eccentric, is really kind to Andy and, you know, kind of plays a mother figure for her Mm. in the sense of, like, do you need to talk about it? And having those conversations that she would probably have had with her mom. And so I loved that. And, like, when she shows up um, to her apartment and her date is there and he's like oh you must be Andy like so she talks about her when you know like she generally cares for her so I really liked her <laughs> I thought she was cool I liked how she the things that she said all of my favorite quotes are from her where she was just like he's a yuppie but he's really nice <laughs> like, I don't know I I appreciate it. so I think she was my favorite part of the movie anything else you want to talk about when it comes to pretty and pink before we rate it
1: that's it for me i thought it was fun it's fun okay we walked she she was a star
0: she was but she wasn't very nice in this movie no. that was the thing i forgot about like you feel for her because she's going through a lot so you want i mm-hmm. want to be empathetic for her mm-hmm. but she has this like shell and the way she interacts with everybody i was just like i i don't I'm not seeing a nice person that mm-hmm. I want to I wanna be around. I know, right? Yeah, but I mean, she's not terrible with her dad. And she, yeah. I, I didn't hate her, but in this one, this wasn't my favorite of her. You'd like know.
1: someone like that to be more likable.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, not, I mean, that's not necessarily realistic. So this, you know, this works, I think. Right. But, mm-hmm. okay. Pretty in Pink, 1986. Are we past it or is it a classic?
1: That's a classic.
0: I'm past it, nope. Past it.
1: I also thought it would have a better soundtrack.
0: <clears throat> me too. Although it did have um, one the one song that they're playing at the beginning of the prom. I'm forgetting yeah. which one it is. That one got me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I forgot which one it was too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, friends, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Our next episode, has been picked by Tim. Tim, what are we talking about next?
1: Above the Law. What is that? It is a Steven Seagal movie from 1988.
0: Can't get better than that. This yeah. is our first Steven Seagal, right?
1: First Seagal movie. Yeah, this is it.
0: Exciting. So, friends, we'll talk about it next time when Tim. What will we be?
1: We'll be back. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Ken is not here. Yeah.
2: Yeah, like well. <laughs>